Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. I had to to accept that over on my side. Oh, updates. (laughs) Jim, do you have permission? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Man, well, welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment. I wonder if that will be in the recording. You are being recorded. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, seriously. But welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast. Um, We're back with... Pastor Jim Parkin and myself, Ashley Chandler. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. What is up, everybody? Yes. So we should update the gang. So we made our post. We autographed our cans. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just never caught up with anybody because it was busy, dude. So it's busy. Tammy Wilder, she won one of the cans because she said the pays the, the phrase that pays, which was freedom ice is super necessary. <laughs> and then the other one, I think we just left in our crew room. Somebody took it. Cool. I don't know who. It was just fun. It was just us being us, oh, me and my partner, fun. Dan. Do we really think we're that amazing? Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Raise that bar. Raise that bar as good as you got That's what's up. That's but, awesome. <clears throat> yeah, EMS week was good. It was weird because it was super busy, so we didn't really get to hit up any of the things. You know, and that's just kind of the nature. The hospitals were super bummed out because they had low turnout and stuff like that. But they did it. They held, they did their thing, though, which was cool. A year ago, they weren't able to because we weren't doing that sort of stuff. So very cool. Very cool. We had another really awesome week um, with House Church Monday night. And that was awesome. Yeah, man. So cool. So good. And next week. Next week, next week, this coming Monday is family meal. So you guys want to be there because I'm making something, making something delicious. So good. Should we bring That's anything? That's the week to check it out. Should the yeah. team bring anything? Well, I'll bring something. Bring a dish to pass. If you're coming, all you guys out there that listen, that are, I know you're intrigued. You see the posts. <laughs> you're like, man, we got to check this out. No, it's really good. Yeah. Hey. So how do you, so explain to all the folks, how will... Like this hang like this night, coming night, look different than regular house church. This the only difference is that we the the focus is being together and fellowship and a delicious meal. Yeah. And more hangout. I will still play the message. It'll be going on in the background, but it won't be you know, we won't sit and watch and the kids will just play and and all that. Which which is hard because now they come they come wanting to do they come expecting. the thing. Yeah, they're excited for it. You know, I, there was a couple of weeks ago where um, both our families were under the weather. I think we had stuff up or whatever and stuff. So it was just Chandler's and Parkins that night. Oh, yeah. And remember that? And I think. Reagan was. Yeah, they were worried. They were super worried. Hey, you can call her out. She knows. She's okay with it. She's okay. But we went downstairs and got all set up, and one of the kids said, so we're not doing house church tonight. And I said, no, we're, we're still house church. We're still here. We're still doing it, you know? So we still mm-hmm. we still did our thing, and it's fun because on that night, it's like we just had – it was a little bit quieter. It was easier to kind of yeah. 
check in with everybody and stuff. But it's it's super fun. Every week I've asked the kids just a new fun question. And it gives them each a chance to kind of share about themselves a little bit more and then listen to each other and kind of. Yeah. So it's been neat to see them really. It's cool, yeah. Yeah, they're settling it, into each other and getting to yeah. know each other. It's It'll just be a really. a little crew. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's super cool, and you guys, you're going to want to start checking this out. Yeah. Oh, and I have to do a shout-out to Lila. So your partner's daughter was so sweet. Danny, she was amazing, made my night. Um, I came upstairs with, had picked up and got my craft stuff upstairs and everything, and she comes in the front door. She sees me, so she must have been looking for me, and she comes right down the whole length of the hallway with her arms up. Oh, like, yeah. oh, you just you came to find me to say goodbye? I love you. Thank you. You made literally I told her you literally made my night. Thank you so much. That meant a whole lot to me. So thank you. So, yeah. Little Lila, that was so sweet. So I And that's the whole that. idea, right? Is to have this group of people and start to grow that close and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah. That's, really that's nice. house church. Mhm. And again, don't be scared. Just come hang out. Yeah, just hang out. We're not going to, like, track you down or be all weird. Like, we're just... Oh, we might be weird. Well, I mean, that's that's true. But if you've listened to any length of podcast, you already know that. So I'm talking about we're not, like, creepy weird. Like, we're not going to, like... Call you six times during the week. Oh, damn it. Like, are you coming back? You know, all this stuff. Just come come hang out. See if it fits your vibe, fits your style, and... You know, your work schedule and stuff would be really cool for you to join us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we got room. That we do. Mm-hmm. All right. So, tonight, I'm gonna, I don't usually do this every once in a while. I, like, have this idea, and so I want to name the episode straight away. Yes. Okay, cool. So, this one, this is off a picture I posted earlier, but tonight's talk is going to be called Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn. Ooh, I like so, that. So kind of to recap, we were having, Ashley and I were having a conversation Well, the whole crew, the whole group was last night. And I was talking about how earlier in the week, a different crew, I'm not sure what company, in Genesee County, they were calling in their Hearn report, and there was just this high level of sass and, my opinion, unprofessionalism, and lots of extra words said that didn't need to be said, and... It's just, so the thought was kind of just, I'm going to rant here. A lot of times, especially in our area, we all complain about not getting paid well. So to my EMS people that listen to this is we won't ever get paid the way you want to get paid until we start acting like professionals. Hmm. Like we're kind of the upbringing in this County. the, The culture has always been this, um, where like you start out jaded, right? You go through the, the training and the education, hearing all these war stories about everybody's BSing you and every everything's fake and and all this stuff and, and these people don't deserve this and you know this or that, all this stuff. And so you come in straight away. I'm hey, I'm a product of it. I came in thinking that very that very thing. Like it was all nonsense, the whole we hate people, all the things. And so <clears throat> what we're, what I'm trying to do here, what I would love to see is like a different culture, a different way of doing this job 
Like if it's just a stepping stone gig, that's cool. I mean, but at the cost of treating people with, you know, with dignity and stuff like that, that's no good. So I guess my point here is just, we got to get back to one. Why did you start in the first place to do this? Cause it certainly was, wasn't for fame or fortune. Cause you knew getting in, like this is a full-on call-out. You knew getting into this that you weren't going to get paid. You knew that. Like nobody's doing this job for money. So if you're coming into that with that knowledge, you're not going to get rich off it. And what you wanted to do was help people, serve your community. Just get back to that. Get back to treating people decent. Get back to when you call your radio reports, less is more. Like, just what's going on. No one needs to know the extras, you know, and that's that. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> so tonight, what we're going to talk about <laughs> no, is... No, uh, no, 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 I, I have a bit. I have a something to add there, too. Okay. I, I, I will say, too, because I have been perceived as somebody that doesn't really have a lot of problems and is always very happy-go-lucky all the time and must have... Actually, I had a coworker not too long ago tell me, because I was talking about being really pissed off about something, and um, and they were kind of surprised. Like, yeah, you? You ever get mad after you're done farting rainbows? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I sure as heck do get mad sometimes. Oh, so that, no. Yeah, yeah. So there's... I come into work with respect. I know that my presence can either be something that can be a positive impact or a negative one. And it doesn't mean that I come into work and I'm fake, but I'm going to come into work and be a positive impact, be a positive employee and get work Mm -hmm. done. Because I know that 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 whole attitude can really shift our day and shift our mindset so that we can really do a great job during the day, not be overwhelmed by stress because that doesn't help us think straight. And then it also actually gives us a great day. It doesn't mean that all of our problems go away, but it means that we're better equipped and in a better place to be able to handle them and think about them. Um, You know what I mean? So I I think I don't, and I'm just speaking from myself. I think that when you are perceived as somebody that's upbeat, you're naive. You don't really know how the world works. You've never really been through anything. You don't know, you know, it's like all these things. And so I think that from my perspective, and again, this isn't just assuming, I don't want to assume anybody's place or where they've come from, but I, I think that it's easier to come off with this big wall up so that nobody can hurt you. Nobody can call you dumb and stupid, naive and all these other things. And you come off very tough and, you, you're like pulling back that, like gaining that control back a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and so I, I just think that there's a different type of strength when you can be compassionate, you can be intelligent, you can be somebody that isn't going to have people run all over you. You're not dumb. You're not naive. But you can also walk with a wisdom and a compassion and a grace and do both at the same time. And so I, I don't know, I just, all that to agree with and kind of support your point mm-hmm. that there's a way to do both without, yeah, without forsaking all of your own humanity as a person, you know what right. I mean? Right. 
Yeah, so absolutely. That's kind of my, my little bit of a soapbox there for tonight. How's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outstanding. Anyways, so sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. So we were talking about last night how, like, my generation is the generation, once we were adults, they created the idea of <laughs> everybody wins, nobody loses, everybody gets, I uh, can't say pat, but pat, gets <laughs> pat on the butt, you know, everything. I don't know great. if I can keep that in the podcast. No, nah, I'd probably take it out, but... <laughs> Um, but you know, everybody gets, everybody's a winner or nobody's a loser. Yeah. And, and it's been detrimental to a generation of now adults. I believe, I think not all, you know, not, not everybody, but my daughter, actually my eldest, you know, she's very strong, strong willed, you know, sometimes stubborn, had to learn a lot. Had to gain quite a bit of street knowledge, you know, because she didn't believe that was, you know, like everybody else. Y'all, we all believed what we believed, and then we had to get out there and take our lumps. But yeah, but um, but it's okay. We like we said last night. This I can say: it's okay to suck at something. Yeah. In fact, it's good. And you know, I would, and I would say thing, that none of us are really good at anything when we first started. Like, there's literally a learning process to things. And I think yeah. we've I mean, well, me with that. paramedics. And was, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I'm just kidding. You have to, you do, you have to gain experience. You have to, you have to learn experience. it all. But, you know, um, that's a little different. I was, this is a, like a, I believe wholeheartedly that my skill set is God-given. You know, because I struggle at classroom stuff. I was no good in the paramedic class. Terrible. (laughs) Like, I can't do book work. I mean, I struggle very hard. It takes me a lot longer to read than the average bear. You know, it's it's a hassle. Yeah. So, like, I was the guy using a reader, you know, someone to read the test for me and stuff like that. Once I found out that was a thing, no shame. Um, But it just because it takes too much time. Yeah. You know, if you're taking something that has a time limit, you've got to exercise all those avenues. Right. Absolutely. You know, but that is, that is one of the things that I don't do well, you know, enough where obviously I can function. And you guys know, <laughs> functioning adult, paramedic, pastor, fireman, dad, you know what I mean? Like I doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just that reading is one of those things that takes me extra. Always has. At this point, I'm 51, so I'm guessing that it always will. So the point there is that you can be good at what you're doing, but struggle with things that got you to where you are. Yeah. It's important. You know, if when things are tough and things suck, it's that's good, man. It's like yeah. for those of us as a country, but like more specifically for our listeners, we came through this last year. And you're lying to me if you say it didn't suck because it sucked. All the extra things you have to do and protocols and stupid fluorescent tanning bed lights to decon the truck with and all the things. But we survived it and we will always have that time. We always will have gone through it together and we always will 
have that memory. It's like being on a missions trip. Yeah. Yeah. The first year, the first Haiti team, I was on that team. And like one of the last day, in fact, the last morning we were working, like they came up and they wanted me to do a little Devo, do a little team meeting thing before we got started. And what I did, and I don't, this is crazy. You're going to laugh because I don't like, I don't like awkward things. You know what I mean? But what I did is I made everybody hold hands in this huge circle of people and just take like time to just look at everybody till it got awkward. I was like, we're going to just take, like, look at every person and we are always going to be connected by that trip. That's cool. Like from the heat. Yeah. From like the, the pain of it, from the sorrow of standing in that, um, mass grave, all of those things will always be connected by that. And with this, all of us that have been in this County, doctors, nurses, medics, EMTs, police, fire, everybody, nursing homes, staff, everybody involved, all the families, you know, will always have that. And I think it's important to look at it like that. Yeah. You know, and like sometimes we go through seasons where everything's just amazing. Everything goes well, you know, and that's cool. But I think in the phrase, in the, in the title where it says, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn, I think the learning is the, is really the best out of life. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Well, and if you can have that mindset to be able to take from both of those things, then you, you kind of end up winning in both situations. It just looks different. Right. You know, and you know, if our heavenly father who says he doesn't waste a thing, then then shouldn't we follow in his footsteps and have a mindset that even when stuff sucks, I'm going to I'm going to get something out of this, not because this is fun or because right any of the things that are creating this or whatever are good things. But I, I'm not going to go through this time and allow this time to be wasted. So on one level or another, I'm going to take advantage of what I can do in this season and what I yeah. can get out of it. Yeah. In a weird way, it's like Romans eight twenty eight personified right here. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he, here's the thing, because this is, this is a bit of what I felt like the year before. So in like 2019, when Nick was really going through a lot of his health stuff, like like guys, there were days where there are days together and weeks together that Nick didn't leave the house because he couldn't, because he was just in that bad of shape. And to get out and go for a drive, I mean, I'm going to be extremely honest here. When we first start get, getting out to just get in the car and drive around the block was pushing him mm-hmm. and difficult. Oh, yeah. And so through that season... There are a lot of days where I'm I'm overwhelmed, I'm exhausted, I'm sick of this, I'm tired. I know that if God wanted to, or however that works, that if I just prayed and he could just heal him right there on the spot, I know that's possible. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, God is allowing in his faithfulness and love and grace for us to continue enduring through that season. To get to right. the root of what we needed to get to and are still, like, growing in, right? Because his, right. he's never going to be done working in us, you know? Um, but in those seasons, 
And coming out of seasons, like when I lost my brother, I'm like, I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. So if I spend Mm -hmm. all these days pissed and angry and just wishing it all away, I'm wishing away time that my kid is one. I'm wishing away time with these kids that I might not, you know, I'm not promised any of those things. So while we're waiting, while we're working through these things, here are the other things that I'm going to make the most of because I'm here right now and this is all Mm -hmm. I have and this is all I'm promised. And so if heaven forbid something happens to me, I mean, these are things that I thought about. Heaven forbid something happened to me in those days, what what would my kids have to remember me by? And those days, you know what I mean? Those types of things. And so I can, in that way, that, that's, that's my, my, like, when you're talking about the year of COVID for healthcare workers last year, that was kind of like mine. Like, I'm just hanging on. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get day by day. I can't control anything, but I, I can't. Oh, it's so hard to hate a season so much. And yet at the same time, like, God, let me just be faithful today because that's all I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to waste it. You know, so, but there's such a. So that's part of that whole idea that pastor was saying about positioning yourself for his blessings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So on the Thursday version of the message, when he was telling about Carrie, my, the car. Yeah. The Carvana, then the. When he got done talking, when he got done telling the story, he said, like, then he talked about this and talked about the podcast and the years doing that diligently, faithfully, like, and then he talked about the house church and the things. And he said how that he just can't believe it's a coincidence. Like he said, you see the line, right? This is not, but like, even my point is even when you guys are going through your stuff and Nick's so sick, what did you do every week? Even though we still recorded, still recorded, right? Yeah. Still put out content. Yeah. Even with, I mean, there was stuff times last year where I sure as heck didn't want to, you know, there was nights where I was, we were talking about how everything was going. I didn't, I wanted to say it's effed. That's what it's going, you know, like it's terrible. It's yeah. not going to get better. And it's be, and I wanted to be like, and it's because of this and this and this. But that's not helpful. That's not what we said we would do. Right. 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 So And, and we're all in this together. And right. so if I'm going to sit down and throw a freaking fit and mess mm-hmm. up the whole mission because right. I don't want to get up and move my butt, it, it's it affects everybody else. You know what I mean? And, right. And, and not to say that there's not days where you just need to sit and like work it out. But what I am saying is that you don't quit. We can't quit. Right. Like God's not done with us. We we're we can't stay here. This, uh, Kelly Abel told me this like years ago and Nick and I have really held on to it in many times. So it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be angry and overwhelmed mm-hmm. and, and oh, yeah. sick of it, but we can't stay there. We can't right. stay here. This isn't the totality of our life. This isn't the totality of, of God's design and plans for us. So we can't stay here. We're in the middle of the work. We're in the middle of the mission. And so we got right. we got to get up and we got to keep going. And so, right. and even I, I know for me to be able to get on something like this, to be able to show up at, at our lighthouse groups, to show up at house church and show up at, you know, whatever it is. And to one, be encouraged by my community to help mm-hmm. that mind shift, 
like shift shift back to truth because mm-hmm. what I'm feeling right now is true, but it's just a partial truth. It's just a partial reality. And if I can get my perception and my perspective right. shifted back on where that focus needs to mm-hmm. be and part of, I mean, staying connected with you guys and doing all of this stuff has certainly encouraged me and helped me have to like, there's people counting on me. Like I, right. I need to be here for you guys and, and I'm committed, you know what I mean? And so that, that goes together. You know, so isn't it crazy though? Like when you make that, like a lot of us in the, in the first responder community, well, everybody, we have committed ourselves to whatever community we serve. Right. So even with, so all of the things you were just saying for those of us, for our listeners that are first responders, you know, whatever discipline you work in the hospital, whatever the case, what Ashley's talking about for us is next patient is next call. No matter what happened on the one we just ran, no matter like this past Saturday had a situation where this gentleman had overdosed and then was in the back of the ambulance and vomited all of the vomit. Yeah. I saw that one picture like, you shared. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because I'm a sharer. So I wanted well, you all I to see it. I appreciated it. And I <laughs> then thought about you hosing it down at the garage yes. afterward. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what we had to do. But then there was a call after that. Yeah. And that person will never know. Right. They'll never know. They don't need to know, right. you know, and if, and if the, you one guy, the one patient, you have a patient and it's just whatever. Maybe it was a horrible pediatric case and your heart is just demolished. There's going to be a next call. Yeah. And what we all do is we suck it up and we run that call and they never are the wiser. And that's what you're talking about here. And it's, and also there's a great benefit to having that mindset, that service mentality that someone's counting on me. Yeah. And that yeah. really will pull you through some crap. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Like, that honestly will end up being a lifeline. Like when you're going through some stuff, like, cause like I said a minute ago, plenty of nights, plenty of nights where I was like, man, and you, and you can tell, you can go back to those episodes because those are our, as Ashley and I say, our Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> where we just, was just, we just we were needed just to process and decompress things but, and you know but this has been like my version of journaling too yeah uh, this yeah. is when I, where I've gotten a lot of stuff out a lot of stuff off my chest you know and it's not just I heard a great saying one time where it said if you're just saying things to get it all out you'll only end up feeling empty mm. you know but if you're like like there's the, there's purpose for what we're doing and is to provide people with encouragement and good content. Yeah. And even stuff to disagree with, like sure. whatever. We're not sure. about that, but come hang out with yeah, us. Man. Let's have a conversation and not, and not to argue, but mm-hmm. I mean, really to pick each other's brains and stuff like that. Cause I know that there's <laughs> a lot of, well, I mean, Nick and I are doing a coaching group right now, and a lot of this group is, is not just being told, hey, do your to-do list and check in next week. Like, it's, we get to kind of talk through, like, where we're kind of stuck and what we are working on, and then everybody gets to just encourage and, like, bring mm-hmm. in insight. And I'll tell you what, just being able to talk through stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm also very much a verbal processor, too, so to be able to talk through things is really helpful. And... It's 
it's a big deal. I mean, how many, I mean, even in the last couple of years, like how many times have I shown up early for something for Lighthouse and bleh, to you and Carrie, right? And then mm-hmm. we go about our business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It, but it was so helpful to me to be heard and have somebody know and understand. And then, but at the same time, like, I feel supported. My, my friends are there for me, but then right. we're going to get to work and we're going to do this together. You know, what we're I mean? going to do the thing. So, yes. but it was funny too, is we would have those nights. You remember, I, this is, it's so funny how this played out. So I'll set the stage. We're pretty, I think we're like six months into COVID. And now I believe, you know, Ahmad Arbery has been killed and George Floyd has been killed and we're going through those things and everything's heightened And then, like, we have medical professional people on the news one day saying one thing about the mask and the other day it's... (laughs) And so I was just sick of it and sick of being asked and sick of being blown up by, seemed like everybody. So I walk in Chandler's door. I go to these guys' house, (laughs) you guys. And I'm like, the first thing I said, I am so sick and tired of the same five conversations. (laughs) Boom. So I've got that off my chest. And the next thing Ashley says, so just tell me. (laughs) <laughs> just tell me what i need to know jim oh <laughs> uh, yeah but i'm see, so but that's sorry the, yeah but that's the point though that's yeah. the point that's the point of community that's the point of all this is that being around people surrounding yourself with people where that can just happen and i didn't storm off and drive home that's <laughs> just i believe i was just oh i don't know this is why you should wear the mask. And if you don't want to, don't wear the mask. Like whatever. <laughs> well, you know, that tells you, that just tells you that I think I'm, I'm a good enough friend that you just tell me anyways. Like I don't count as the obnoxious group. I'm, uh, I'm privy so and I'm excluded from the obnoxiousness. <laughs> <I hate laughs> no. Oh, that's great. No, I mean, we need that. No, it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, to digress. I mean, it's, like sometimes you will have seasons where everything's just cracking, mm-hmm. you know, and like cracking like right along. And it's hard to say this because for so many people, it wasn't like this last year. But 2020 coming into 2021 is where I became a chaplain, a pastor, started a house church, continue with a podcast because of all the other things happening, Yeah, you know. And not in spite of, but because of, it was for me individually, you know, it was really good. Pretty cool year. Yeah. But at the same time, there was times when it was so exhausting that I would come home, if I'm brutally honest, and just disengage. Yeah. You know, so shout out to EMS families, for first responder families. And first responder wives who yeah. are a special, a special breed of wives who can deal with that. Yeah. So that's a big deal in and of itself. Absolutely. It so is. It is. You know, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, you know, hindsight kind of being like 2020. We can't even say that anymore. Yes, no. 2020 um, is forever ruined. So if you listen to this episode years from now. And this episode is like 20 years old and you find it on some old internet thing and you hear me say, 
hindsight is twenty twenty. It used to mean that looking back was perfect vision because you could see it all in place, right? It used to mean that one time, not so long ago. Uh, <laughs> but thanks, COVID. Right, thanks, COVID. But um, I, I will say that the hardest seasons I've gone through so far, I wouldn't want to wish them on anybody. I would not want to wish them on anybody, but because of God, because of Christ, Mm -hmm. I am, I wouldn't take away what he did in those seasons. Right. What I allowed him to do because I was willing for him to do whatever he could do and was willing to do because he's good and loving even in the hard times. He is good and loving in the good times. He is good and loving in the hard times. He's always good and loving. So regardless of whether or not we're going through something hard or easy or fun or exciting or difficult, whatever it is, he's just always good and faithful. He's just always perfect and loving and able and powerful and good and holy. He's just always. And so we're able to, in the hard times, not say, well, where are you? Because I'm going through the hard time. We're able to say, but he's so good and holy still. I can count on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so because of that, the hardest seasons were the seasons that I really had to be vulnerable and really had to open up and really had to be willing to shake off what wasn't hold, helping me anymore and let right. God really work through some of the things that really got opened up and, and worked on and... And so I'm grateful for him, but I wouldn't wish anybody to go through some of the hard stuff, you know. Right. That, kind of like we were talking about last week. I wouldn't want to live through that again. Mm-mm. No. No. You know. Nope. So. But, I mean, we're going to, like you said, we're going to go through life is going to grow else. stuff. Yeah, there'll be something else. And that's, so and that's, that's yeah. another good thing about these lessons. Is it, it Hard things, you know, we work in, you know, Flint's one of those hard places to work in. And it's, you know, and it. COVID didn't make it easier and then all this stuff, but you go through those things and we survive them and it gives you capacity for the next time. Yeah. So yeah. that's what you've gained. You've gained capacity to handle it the next time. Yeah. Cause there'll be a next time. I mean, and gosh, um, like the, the ability and the, the compassion and wisdom to like walk with somebody through it the next time because maybe right. maybe the next time it's somebody else's first time and they have no yeah. idea what to do and you can be a little right. bit of hope and a little bit of light in somebody's life you know mm-hmm. and that's that's yeah. powerful that goes back to a couple episodes when we we're talking about like make them have to up the venue man for your funeral you know like right be a part of somebody's else's life and in a profound and impactful way. You know, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's one of the greatest gifts you can receive is to be somebody's mentor. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is, that that is to be valued like that, to be that kind of honor to help somebody else come through. Like that's what you're after. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's cool. I will do this. If you have any final thoughts, then I'm going to share a story because I think it applies. No, I think I'm good. I think I shared a lot of a lot of how I already feel about everything. So, no, I'm good. Right on. So this is something I heard. Um, I can't remember exactly where. I think it was when I was on the Cuba trip. And I think it was our our kind of 
missions leader, liaison guy, told it. But the story is about these Korean pastors, and they were, like, on mission in the Middle East. And wherever they were, whatever camp or whatever village or something, they came, uh, they became prisoners of, I think in the time frame it might have been ISIS or something like that. But... They had these multi-generation multi of Korean pastor. So somebody, basically they were told that one of them was, gonna, was going to be executed, was going to be martyred. And so as the story goes, and he's retelling it, that he's, this Korean pastor has told him, or I don't remember all those details, don't matter, but they're going through and these pastors are arguing like which guy is going to be martyred for Christ, for their faith, for the God that they love and believe uh, so dearly. And the one guy is like, he's the youngest, he's the newest, he should, he's hasn't lived as, you know, he hasn't served as long. So he's of less value. And then the oldest guy is like, but I'm, I'm the senior, you know, I'm telling you this is how this is going to go. And all this time, they're what they're in like pits and holes in the ground with like cages over them kind of. Okay. So they're talking amongst the holes. Um, and as it turns out, I believe the senior, the oldest, most guy they took and they took his head and all this other stuff. But the others were just left in those pits for some time were finally rescued. And, and as this Korean, this one that what turns out to be the youngest pastor is telling the story to a group of other pastors. He says that he misses, sometimes he misses being in that hole and wondering what was going to happen because in those moments is when he felt the most closest to Christ. Wow. Can you imagine? So being in that pit, just waiting, not knowing which one was going to be picked to die, making being so at peace. Wow. Can you even imagine? Being so at peace is like, and then missing that years later. I wish I could be in that hole. I wish I could be in that time that sucked. Yeah. Because it was in those moments that I felt at most peace. So anyways, you guys, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. You know, remember, it's okay. It's okay to be in the suck. Yeah. We're all in it together. And... Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Freedom Center Church and Kingdom Builders. We appreciate you guys so much. And as always, thank you, Alpha 193. (laughs) Thank you, Nanny. (laughs) I think we're going to make some merch. I'm just kidding. Alpha 193. (laughs) Yeah, man. Alpha 193 clothing line and Echo Truck. Sounds pretty cool. Ah, uh, it's crazy. At one point, we were going to get, you know, those little Smokies, the little cocktail sausages. You've had them at Christmas parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People usually do them in the crock pot and barbecue sauce. Yeah. Next year, for EMS week, we're going to hand out those Ziploc bags full of them. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Have a great <laughs> week, <music>. you guys. <laughs>